Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust if you build it he will it's the skinny on sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far you want good words data language talk real sports with a real man come after me I'm a man I'm 40 now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And good Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. We're hanging out at Janice's Cafe, 2103 South Main Street, Suite A, Right in, uh, right behind, I guess, Arby's right off of Main Street, uh, just south of 20th. Man, the, the, it's just, Genesis does the coolest thing of, of uh, about any restaurant in the world. They serve their full menu all day long. So if you're getting up and you're thinking, man, you know what, breakfast maybe doesn't sound the greatest, guess what? Come get you a bacon cheeseburger. Come get you a hamburger steak, whatever. You can have it right here at Janice's all day long. And then, you know, that, later on called, tonight. That's called the working man's menu. It is the working man's menu. Because here's the thing. Some of these guys, there's a, a packed house in here right now. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys may have just got off work. That's right. Working nights. Coming in, thinking, you know what? Feels like 730 at night to me. I'll have a bacon cheeseburger, there you go. baby. Exactly. So it's available here at Janice's. You, uh, you've already had breakfast? Yes, so, I did. What, I was hungry. What, what did you have? You, I, I had, you ate it so fast it was gone before I got here. Well, that's how hungry I was. I inhaled it. it I had the uh, biscuits and, and sausage gravy and I had an egg on the side, sunny side up. It's my go-to breakfast here at Janice's. That's also, you know. I mean, as soon as I woke up, that's all I could think about. You're the second person I know that's endorsed the sausage gravy and biscuits. Uh, Wyatt Compton is on that exact yes. same wavelength with you oh it's great i've got a ham and cheese omelet coming so i can't wait to tell everybody how good that is eh. uh, once it gets here uh, but janice is 2103 south main street in elk city 6a to 9p every day seven days a week right here at janice's i think taco uh, taco salad's a lunch special it has been uh, on the other tuesdays but we will double check that to make sure that is in fact correct coming up on the show today uh, on this paul jones drug tuesday We've got an update on the walleye cheaters. Another update on these Another guys? Another update, and this is more um, kind of what they might be facing. You know, they were indicted for the three felonies. Uh-huh. What could their sentences be? It's not nearly yeah. as fun as I thought it was going to be. Oh, darn. Okay. So a little disappointment to end the show. Okay. On the walleye cheaters. <laughs> uh, college football, what impressed you this week? You know who's made an amazing resurrection in the eyes of media members around here? Well, I can name a couple teams, but I'm not. I'm talking about a person. Oh, a person? No, who? Who? Mike Gundy. Oh, okay. Think about the summer of 20. Obviously, the the 
OAN shirt controversy. There's people that are trying to get him fired. And yeah, his here, running back. Well, and, and other people <laughs> are in the media. I know Jim was kind of a proponent of firing him for, yeah. for some of the stuff that he was hearing. Don't hear anything about that anymore, do you? And now it's back to the lovable Mike Gundy. Well, Isn't that amazing? Winning helps, Aaron. I'm afraid winning that might helps. be. And I think there's something else there, too, uh, that we can get into. What do you make of Oregon? Uh, Clemson, is there a quarterback controversy with what happened this week? Um, big games coming up on Saturday. And then, of course, our top ten in college football. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll wrap up the NFL week right off the top of the show as well. Christian McCaffrey trade. Rodgers and Brady, yikes. Uh, Dak, how did you feel he performed? Uh, and then our top five in the NFL after last night's Monday night football game. So that's what we've guys. That's what, you, that's what we've got. I'll check out the text line. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in here at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com. Download the Paragon app. App's got it all. Three radio stations. Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News. will hit the website tonight at midnight. ThePennyNews.com. Pick up a free copy of that Penny News at your favorite local newsstands. Big Elk TV and Paragon TV. Some big games this week. Uh, big Elk up at Woodward. And then in Class A and Class B, on Paragon TV Friday night, and actually maybe Thursday. We still did we ever get a clarification on that? The Hollis game. I need to. It, it said there Thursday, didn't it? Yeah, on the OSSA side, it had Thursday as the date. So we'll get we'll make sure uh, by the time that rolls around, what day that is for sure. But big game for Merritt at Hooker. It's must win game to stay in that playoff hunt in Class A's District One, and then for all intents and purposes. For Hollis, it's a play-in game into the playoffs uh, with Shattuck coming to town. So that it's you know the winner of that thing is going to be in the playoffs. The loser isn't. It's just that plain and simple uh, with with Hollis and Shattuck coming up uh, this week. So that's on Paragon TV and of course you know where we can watch. We won't say that right now though. We'll wait till we get back at the studio to tell everybody where they can watch <laughs> the watch party place. It doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Oh yeah. Uh, anyhow. Good catch. Let's see what else we got. Uh, the Paragon, uh, our, our uh, Skinny on Sports podcast, iTunes, and KADS. If you missed the show entirely, go back and check that out. Hello, Jared. How are you? Um, pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good Man. now that now that I ate, but uh, yeah, I'm good. So, how much range you get? Well, when I went to bed, it was I mean, it was nine point nine nine tenths on my you know it was right there. And then I know we got more rain last night, and boy, howdy, did we get the wind. I lucked out. I had a basketball goal blow over, and yeah. lucky the wind was out of the north because it would have nailed my truck. I'm going to have to rethink where I park in the driveway. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yes, Hollis is Thursday. Yeah, I'm seeing I knew from, that we could get this. From their uh, school, school website, website I'd it say says that's Thursday. What it, the, the OSSA schedule certainly said that as well. Okay. So Shattuck going to Hollis on Thursday. Big about, game. That's going to be yeah, a big one. Yeah. How about your way? You get much of that moisture? Man, I, I tell you what, I got home, and I had planned on. We had a bunch of stuff let, uh, thawed out. We thought, started thawing the pro, the process of thawing, you know, like meat out for the week mm -hmm. and cooking on Sunday, and so there were there was options of of their steak. There was chicken thighs, and then there was actually a whole chicken. And I planned on grilling a whole chicken. 
A whole chicken. A whole chicken. That was my that was my thoughts okay. as I was driving home. And then I got there and it was just pouring down rain. Yeah. And so I called my wife and said, Listen, not just because it's raining, but because it's colder than you know, it's supposed to be like seventy something yesterday and just never got there because of the clouds and the rain. Right. I said, How about we make Ruthie's chicken? Because we had the thighs already um, thought out as well. Okay. She said, I think that's a good idea. So we made Ruthie's chicken, which Ruthie's chicken is named after my grandmother, my mom's mom. Okay. And I was about it, to ask, what is Listen, okay. I'll tell you. So you take, you can use chicken breast. We've found that chicken thighs are better just because it's juicier because it's, you know, dark meat versus light. Uh-huh. So what you do is you get you two cups of white rice. You get a nine by 13 dish. You need to spray it so nothing sticks. You pour the two cups of white rice in there. You pour two cups of water in there. Then you take a can of cream of mushroom, cream of celery, and cream of chicken soup. Okay? Okay. Thank you. There's your food. Yeah, it's I can't, man, Do I that. need to start talking? You might have to. Just, you might have to take make over up, the show. make up the recipe I now. may be done. Uh, <laughs> so you have all, all those cream of soups. You mix that up really good. Last night, I actually salt and peppered that part. It tells you to salt and pepper the chicken. But I got to thinking, are we sure that's really the right way to do this? Why don't we salt and pepper all of it? So I salt and peppered the, that, that mixture. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of put the chicken thighs, six of them fit in our pan, um, you know, in there. Wrap it up in foil, 350 for one and a half hours. And then as you get to the hour and a half mark, you take that foil off, bump it up to 400, and that kind of makes a little crispy layer on top and then the gooey rice underneath. I'm listening. Right. It is delicious. Sounds good. Ruthie's chicken is a phenomenal, phenomenal recipe. Do you ever have leftovers at your house? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've got... I, mean, I don't see them. I mean, maybe you should pack some of this stuff up and bring it to well to the office here. You know, a lot of times, because of our current living situation, as far as the town we live in mm-hmm. versus where we work, we, yeah. we purposely do that. So that a we're not staying here and eating out every time. Sure, you know, uh, at, in, not just be, not necessarily because of not wanting to eat out, but because of the time. You know, by the time some of these either games or practices are over, we're looking at eight o'clock, and then you know another right. hour. Then right. you know White needs to get in bed, and so yeah, I bet we made Ruthie chicken specifically for leftovers for later on because there's three chicken thighs left. There's a bunch of rice left. Boom! It's an easy dinner that's already made. We've got some roast. We do a bunch. Of, we do some roasts. I actually did two this time because they were kind of happies to make sure we had leftovers. Yeah, oh yeah, we do. We do all kinds of all kinds of leftovers. Sounds maybe maybe if you were, see, you're leaving. It's your last day of the week. Right. I was going to bring ribeye leftovers probably Thursday. Killing me. That's gone. Yeah. You're killing me. <clears throat> Sorry about that, Jared. Well, maybe next do you, time. Do you guys do leftovers? Oh, absolutely. Same reasons. We'll have it for lunch. Um, so every once in a while, I'll, I'll trek. I mean, you know, it, I'm sure it feels that way when you go home. For, if you ever go home for lunch, it's like, man, it's just long enough where it's See? just, ah, that's how my house is from doorstep to doorstep. So, so I'm, I have to really motivate myself to drive uh, all the way home. Or sometimes I'll bring it to work, you know, mm-hmm. throw it in the fridge and heat it up. But, yeah, we'll have leftovers. And that's a good point you make about – Ball practice and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. On the text line. Day one of trying to eat healthy and my favorite sports show won't quit, won't quit talking about great food. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I kid you not. 
That's one of the Your things. Your chicken thing sounded healthy, though. It's not. I don't know if it's healthy, but it's. I mean, I heard all this, all the ingredients. It's just like healthy, healthy, healthy. I think I the cream of soups aren't necessarily the mm. the, the bastion sure. of health, but the you know chicken and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. That honestly, that is one of the things that I'm I'm looking forward to the very very most about whenever we finally move over here is the fact that I can just go home for lunch. Go home for a nap. Go home <laughs> and sometimes a nap. That's exactly. I'm not kidding because I, I can remember my dad. When Barbara Dyson moved to where its current location is, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be where the boat shop was, right? Years and years ago, right there next to a Taco Factory was, right? No, that was Doug no, no. Gray. Oh, I'm that sorry, you Doug said Gray. Barbara. I'm Barbara sorry. Dyson. Sorry, I got, I got Barbara the, Dyson's uh, where the boat shop was. I'm embarrassed. Okay, yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Main Motors and all that. Yep, anyway, yep, yep. So when, once it moved out there, where we, where I grew up, was uh, Colorado over there by Northeast School. So a lot of times when it was nice in the summertime, Dad would walk home for lunch. He'd go home for lunch oh, every that's single not day. Not a bad deal. But he would, uh, I hate to say this because he's not on earth to defend himself, but you know one of the big reasons why he likes going home? Why? The Bold and the Beautiful at 1230. He would watch some of the, <laughs> him and mom would watch Are you serious? soap opera. I'm not kidding. Wow. He would eat. But sometimes he wasn't as interested in the same storylines over and over about every three years, and he might not offer a little nap and then have to wake up. But <laughs> I'm, I really am. I'm looking forward to that, uh, to be able to. And maybe you can come, come. Maybe you can come with me sometime hey. and have some leftovers of the food we're cooking. Hey, I'm I'm going to hold you to that. I have not lived in the same town and worked in the same town since college. I've always worked in a different town and lived in a different town. So there's always been a commute there. Yeah. So this is actually the where I live and commute and work now is actually the closest I've my home has been to my work since college. But I remember those days in college, those summers where. Um, I stayed and lived in Weatherford, and I worked at a furniture store. And you know, we'd work all day, and then at noon, we'd I'd go home, and um, I don't even know if I ate. I just got the nap in. Yeah. <laughs> and then get up and go go back to work. What you re- what you required in college for lunch was a little, you know, at that time was a little bit different than now. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of had to do with what you did the night before. Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but it's, I mean, where I live now and where I work now, it's a lot more convenient what it, what it has been. I can tell you that. So it is nicer. But, yeah, that's going to be real nice when you get over here and you can just absolutely go go on home. Absolutely. Very I good. could not agree more. All right, NFL, uh, this week, I, I think the big news in the league was off the field. The biggest news in the in the league was off the field to me with that Christian McCaffrey trade yep. from Carolina to San Francisco. You know, it's an interesting – the first thing that happens when a trade happens, shows like this, you immediately go to, okay, who won the trade? Right. And quite honestly, I think the answer is both, depending upon the time frame you want to talk about. In the short term, okay. I don't think there's any doubt that San Francisco wins because they get the, the, the they get the only player in the trade first off, and he's when healthy, one of the best running backs in in the league, and with his with his skill set and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, coupled that with what uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan can do, calling plays, you see why San Francisco wanted that guy because he fits into what they do perfectly, in my opinion. Um, it takes some pressure off Debo. I think you already saw, even in the limited time that he was out there, I think you already see the things opening in the middle for George Kittle having one of his best games of the season by far 
on Saturday against a team that's done a pretty good job against tight ends. But that threat of McCaffrey when he was back there and those limited, limited snaps, you know, with, with more eyes on him, now there's, there's uh, seams down the middle of the field that uh, San Francisco can exploit with Jimmy G and George Kittle. So in the, in the short term, I think it's a, a, a great trade for San Francisco, but they better win because what they gave up now starts to mortgage what they got going down the line. And, and they're, in a, they're in a pretty good spot quarterback-wise in that they have a young guy drafted, Trey Lance, who's you know, out for the season with the injury. So they have a window here before they have to start paying somebody big money. They're not going to pay Jimmy G big money. So they, you know, they, they have this ability, and that's why they were able to make the trade. It's because they're not paying their quarterback $50 bucks because they've got one that's kind of, eh, and they got one that's young. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the problem is, for this trade long-term for San Francisco, if Lance becomes what they wanted him to become, drafting him that high, now you start to see the thing that makes the Niners good start to go away because they can't afford all those weapons on both sides of the ball once they had to play their quarterback. Yeah, so I guess it's a wash when we talk, start talking about who won the trade because on the other side, you got Carolina who's picked up a haul uh, in draft picks, so it's going to set up their future nicely and it looks like they're they're going to be shopping some more players. So in the short term, it better work, right, for San Francisco. It better yeah, that's, work, that's like the, what you're saying, it, because if McCaffrey – uh, now I, he gets a a pass for Sunday for I mean what do he have yeah and, and I mean it's his here's first, what's crazy he was there two days and I yeah. still think he actually made an impact sure at least early on yeah in so, that game against Kansas City and get him, get just, him, yeah you yeah. can you can already start to see okay my gosh what's yep. gonna happen when this guy gets a full because they play this week then they get the bye so coming back in the third week of him being there, that's when I think you're really going to start to see creativity and a chance for Shanahan to sit down and map out exactly what they want to do with this guy. Yeah, he's got to be looking at his chops. Shanahan, that is, because he's, he's a offensive guy. You know, He's got to be thinking, man, what can I do with this guy? This is going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, But, yeah, it's it's going to have – if you're, if you're 49ers, you hope it has a, an immediate impact because with the way the West looks, it looks like it could be wide open. Uh, for anyone to win, I mean, when Seattle's leading the West, that's telling you something. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But it, in the, but it better work. That's the thing. It yep. better work. And then I wonder if they start to see that it works. Do are they going? I'm, I mentioned this. I think yesterday. Do they push the chips to the middle of the table and go all in and try to get someone else? I think they already have. I mean, I, I'm not sure what else they. You know could they saying? afford? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I what, think this was that move. Yeah, in, in a big part of it. To your point, like defensively or something, I don't know. I mean, they, yeah. I'm kind of I mean, thinking they, in the model of the Rams of last year. They, they got they got always, Beckham Jr. Then they went and got uh, Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously the quarterback trade. So I'm just wondering, is, is San Francisco is that the new NFL? I mean, is that the model? Like, okay, we are this close. Let's just go all in and try and go for it. It worked for LA last year and Tampa Bay the year before. And Tampa Bay the year before. So is so is San Francisco that team that's going to do make some more moves before uh, before this is done this I, year? I really think this is that move because when you look going into last week, now they played Mahomes, who was just on another level right now, mm-hmm. but they were the number one defense already in the league. And so bolstering that other side with, you know, it, when you look out there, Ayuk is good. Um, obviously, Debo Samuel is a weapon that not many people have, if anybody, with the way that he's able to run the football, catch the football. Kittle has been one of the better tight ends over the past couple of years. 
Running back was kind of the spot that they've always, you know, Mostert was pretty good. He was hurt, though, a bunch, and now he's in Miami. Uh, they've gone through uh, what's uh, uh, Wilson, what was his name, that got hurt to start the season. Mitchell, Mitchell, uh, Elijah Mitchell. And, you know, so they were kind of searching at that spot, right? Mm-hmm. Now this, you look up and you're like, whoa, that team with those guys? You know, and so here, to me, is where it's going to fall right back on, the same place it has been. Jimmy G's shoulders. Yep. And they've, they've now surrounded him with all the weapons in the world that you can possibly want. Can he get it done? And in that division that we all thought was going to be one of the best in football going into the season, it's been shaky at best. I mean, look at Chargers. They've disappointed. And they're on the other side. Both Wests have disappointed. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, sorry. I mean, yeah. both of them have. We thought that was going to be the, the, the AFC and the NFC West were the best divisions of football by right. far. Right. And you look up, and outside of Kansas City, eh, everyone's been for sure disappointed. Now, the Chargers, for reasons out, I mean, they've got so many dudes hurt. J.C. Jackson went out for the year yesterday. I mean, they, they are, they've just been banged up, and they're almost snake bit. Cause it, it seems like every time they made a good play, year, somebody got hurt. And it, yeah. it seems like this happens every year to them, where <clears throat> they lose star players more than what it what it feels like anybody but you know they've kind of treaded water at four and three here's what's crazy about the chargers they're four and three and are minus 25 point differential whereas the raiders are two and four at a plus 13 the raiders four losses are all by less than a touchdown and a big part of that is they can't they haven't been scoring touchdowns kicking way too many field goals Mm -hmm. last week they got that corrected and they blew away houston so you know, back, I think it was last week when we talked about who could make a run of teams that have a losing record. That probably should have been the answer, mm-hmm. even though they were at one and four. But the Raiders had played yeah. way better than a one and four record would indicate. And so if they can kind of iron out those red zone deficiencies on offense, watch out. They might be the team with everybody else around them struggling a little bit. They could be the team that vaults right up into the into the playoff chase. The only problem for them is they're so far behind. Can they get back to a wild card? Because it doesn't look like they're going to be able to win the division with Kansas City rolling the way that they are. What do you make of Brady and Rodgers, man? Is this it? Are we watching? I I don't think there's any doubt we're watching the last season of Tom Brady. Man, I start – it's getting so bad there in Tampa Bay. I wonder – I'm starting to wonder if – will he call it quits before the season's up? You're already hearing people nationally tell him – because it, 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 from reports anyway, it seems like his family life is is going the way it is because he decided to come back mm-hmm. after he initially retired, and that made Giselle mad and all that. You know, so gosh, you're already starting to hear people that have played the game before say, "Listen, Tom, like almost trying to give him advice. Football's not worth it, dude. Your family's more to go. You know, stop and go fix that now. Priorities, right? Family first. So." I, I I wouldn't blame him if if he came up in the middle of the year and goes listen, comes up to the podium goes, I got family I, I got family and 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 it's first for me and I'm stepping away, shouldn't have come back in the first place. He'll never admit that, but it it I, I'm starting to wonder if he'll even last the, the whole season. Can you imagine? But that's not the way he wants to go out. No, but not making the playoffs isn't the way he wants to no. go out either. Um, but he doesn't want to be known, man. That he he quit on a team in the middle of the year, and it kind of put a put a damper on a fantastic career, the greatest of all time. Yeah, 
So oh, that, that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But I mean, just sometimes I see him like, man, does he even want to be there? Doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um, that division is terrible, at least to start out. They're an even in the point differential. Everybody else is a negative. You know, San Francisco is the only positive in the NFC West. Everyone else is a negative. It's just it's a weird I mean, kind so, of yeah. it's an upside down type season when you look up and the Jets and Giants are good and Tampa Bay and the Rams aren't. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird start to the year. Green Bay's got a losing record. You know, who would have ever thought coming into this year, you're talking about Brady Rogers and Russell Wilson's teams all having losing records through the first almost half of the season. It just it's really a it's really kind of an up and down year so far. Um what do you think about Dak? Well, I I you know what's funny is that first drive. You know, that very first play of that first drive of the game. Um, what was that that rollout and he missed on the on the on the uh, toss that they said if he had caught that in stride, he's probably gonna score. And then, you know, they ultimately went three and out. I it was kind of I thought, man, I really wish he caught that pass because I think this game would have been completely different than what it was going into the fourth quarter. Um, but then it turned out after thinking about it and sleeping on it a couple nights, I've thought probably should have expected something like that from Dak. His first game back since week one, you know, just kind of getting reacclimated, getting back to game speed and, um, you know, getting reacquainted, if you will, with his with his teammates. And his teammates getting reacquainted with him. They're so used to Cooper Rush uh, getting him through that stride, and then and now bringing back Dax. So um, I think I think it should have just. I think we'll just say it should have been expected to be like that from Dak. Um, defense bailed him out. Let's be honest. On more than one occasion in that game, to keep him right there to allow him to go down and, and uh, throw the one touchdown pass he threw, and, and the rest took care of itself. But I think he'll get better as with each game. So, again, I think after sleeping on it, after at first, it's like, man, a little disappointing. You think he'd be a little better than that. But, like, dude, he came off an injury, midseason injury. He's coming back. Takes a little bit. He's human. I think he'll be fine. What's going to be interesting to me is everybody, for the four weeks that he was out, or five weeks that he was out, was screaming for him when he came back to play like Cooper yeah, I mean, me included. You know, and so he comes back, and he goes 19 of 25, completes 76% of his passes, has a touchdown, doesn't turn the football over. Okay? And they win 24 to 6. Right. And you're right. It seems like it's been a disappointment for his first game back when he did kind of what we asked him to do, and even to a pretty high level. I mean, Cooper Rush was completing 58% through five touchdowns and three picks. So I guess my point is, if that's the shaky Dak, which it seemed like early it kind of was, mm-hmm. but if that's the shaky Dak Prescott, and he ends up, say he's 21 of 25 for 250 and two scores and no turnovers, Dallas is going to win almost every game. Good luck beating them. Yeah. You know, and so that's where the expectations – in people's minds for what he because of what he has been it's almost unfair when you're asking him to not be that right in certain ways but yeah i mean it just it didn't look i think the thing was it didn't look like what you're used to seeing with dak and so it was almost like the the stats 
were better than it looked. If that makes sense, sure. And and part yeah. of that was because you didn't they didn't just come out and blow the the doors off of Detroit like people thought they should. And you're right, the defense Michael Parsons makes the play of the game, keeping Hawkinson out of the end zone. The next play, Lawrence knocks it loose, and from there, it was kind of over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's just it's kind of weird because the truth is we're not used to seeing Dak Prescott play the game like Cooper Rush, but he needs to in order for the Dallas Cowboys to be as successful as it can be. Now, here's the problem. You're paying him $40 million. Is that what you're supposed to get? You know, it's just, it's such a conundrum there because this team in one year has changed so much of their identity. Yeah. Because just one year ago, they were the best offense in the in the league. They're not that now, and they don't need to be that now. No, no. Because now they're one of the best defenses in the right. league. Right. And I'm okay paying them that much money for that result we saw on Sunday as far as right. taking care of the football, game management. He's a veteran at this point. He, You know, nothing's going to – I mean, he's not shaking. So I'm okay with paying him that because, like you said, if he plays like that and the defense plays like that, and if he plays even a tick better, they are hard to beat. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I think – Makes you wonder if they had him against the Eagles how he, how that game would looked. The, the one thing that gives you the, the most confidence – is let's say whatever it doesn't matter who they're playing but if you're down three with a minute and a half left one time out starting on your own 25 you have way more faith that Dak is going to get you a field goal or a touchdown than you do Cooper Rush in that situation just because you've seen Dak do it a bunch you know what I mean well, that's, what was the situation in Minnesota with Cooper yeah I mean he did it one time <laughs> yeah he did do he, it that one it, time he did it one time um but that Here's we've, we've seen Dak be able to do that yeah. time and time again to 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 move it when you're okay. Let's go. Let's go back to that minute to the Philly game. You make a mistake. You're down fourteen nothing. Yeah. Cooper Rush had zero chance to win that game. Even though they came back, it's still it was he. You feel better about Dak being back there in those situations where things aren't going good. I guess is my point. Than when they are, I, but, anybody can win. They're going good. But, right, it, but when things kind of hit the fan, you'd yeah. rather have him. Oh, of course, Rush. but on on the other side of that, it it feels nice as a Cowboys fan to know if Dak goes down again, we feel good about Cooper Rush. Yeah, well, I mean he did his. job. I mean job. he's not going to be a, a all pro guy, but he's he no. did his job. He does what a backup should do. It's it it, it didn't fall off the the cliff. Say like <laughs> OU in Texas, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? When Gabriel's out and there's absolutely nobody that can fling it, so you feel comfortable. You'd want Dak, but you feel comfortable if if you got a call on Cooper Rush. I'm like, okay, the dude. I mean, talk yeah. about being poised. I mean, he he always looked calm, and and he didn't look like he was going a mile a minute in a spot. Yeah, I mean, in in certain in 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 small doses, mm-hmm. and you hope that's not in the playoffs because at that point, then you're yeah. like, okay, well, this is over. Well, of course, you know that's, yeah. and I think that's the ultimate. Like, yeah, he did a great job, kept the Cowboys head over above water. Kept him right in the race for a you know yeah. maybe even a division title, but that's all you're asking of him. You're not asking him to win you a Super Bowl the way that you are, Dak. At some point, all right. Uh, what's your top five in the NFL this week? I'll go with the Vikings at five, just because I kind of have to put them there. Um, I'll put the Cowboys at four, Eagles at three. Oh my gosh, I know are they're undefeated. Are we the same? Yeah. Chiefs two, Bills one. Yeah, and I had. I, Although I almost flipped the top two, but I almost did too. Just how good Kansas City looked. Also receiving votes, the Giants. I'm not ready to put them there yet because I just, 
I think on, they're kind of a product of their schedule. I want to see them play some better teams. They keep on winning those games where it's just like those 50-50, and they make plays. They've been able to be the team that's made those plays mm-hmm. at the end and have done it. I mean, it's, it's just like how in the world are they 6-1, and one? but they are. I mean, then that's come back to beat Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. You just it was had, back you and just forth, had the yeah. box up there. I, it was, it I, was just watching the forth. bottom line. I thought, well, Jacksonville's up. Jacksonville now, uh, Giants are up. And you knew right when the Giants went up that they weren't gonna. They almost blow. blew it. Did they? Well, they I didn't see it. any of the highlights. They had the ball. Uh, they were up. They were up three, with about a minute twenty left. Jacksonville had zero timeouts, and actually it was less than that. It was like a minute ten when the play started. And Saquon went out of bounds. He tried to get he tried to get down inbounds, mm. but his foot kind of slipped as he was trying to sit down, and his foot hit out of bounds before his butt hit inbounds. Oh dear! To, to be done, you know. Yeah. And so that gave uh, Trevor Lawrence, and they, they threw it to the one yard line, and the Giants rallied and tackled Christian Kirk before he could score. That would have won the game as time expired. But they just keep winning. Um, I'm exactly the same way as you. Minnesota, Dallas, Philly, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Um, you know, I mean, you can't put Kansas City above Buffalo because Buffalo won in Kansas City. Correct. But outside of that, I think the Chiefs, man, they look good. Patrick Mahomes looks awesome. Um, this may be one of those seasons where the MVP goes to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes would have won it in any other season, you know, because of how good Allen's been. So. Or the MVP goes to Allen and the Lombardi goes to Kansas City. I think that uh, the Chiefs would be okay with that. I think yeah. Patrick Mahomes would be okay with that. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hit some uh, college football. What impressed us last week, the resurrection of Mike Gundy. It's been a pretty amazing ride uh, for the OSU head coach, all the success he's had for all these years. We'll be back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sport you can't say on the air don't worry nobody's listening anyway and welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal hanging out at janice's cafe this morning 2103 south main street in elk city suite a it's a packed house uh, here in janice's on a tuesday morning i'm gonna tell you something jared mm. hey how's that omelet that omelet is delicious. It looks good. Some I mean, hash browns got some toast there. Delicious. Now, what kind of omelet did you get? I got a ham and cheese. Just ham and cheese. Just ham and cheese okay. omelet. It is off the charts. Delicious. Man, it's going to be hard for me to to concentrate on the rest of the show. I can tell. Stare yeah. down at this. <laughs> I mean, the, the hash browns. Oh, this is perfectly cooked. Good hash browns. You need some ketchup. I got some. Ketchup. I don't need any ketchup. No, okay. Thank you. All right. I am not a condiment Man. guy. You're not whatsoever. Zero. Oh. Zero condiments. None. None. Cheese is my condiment. Is salsa a condiment? So I like. I don't think salsa condiment because you can. I mean, it's got its own. It's its own appetizer. Chips and salsa. Sure. You don't have. You, you don't, you don't get, have chips and mustard. Well, you can get fries and mustard. 
I guess yeah, that's not, not as an appetizer, not, though. No, but you're yeah. ordering fries, and you're dipping them into those here, things. Here we go, talking about food. Jeremy's upset with this. This is... Uh, you know why people like salsa? Because they like to say salsa. So, salsa. Salsa. That's an old Seinfeld bit. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah, George and Seinfeld would, agree, would there disagree. There you go. There you go. Salsa. Salsa is not a condiment. <laughs> I'm going to dis- I'm about to disagree. That's the most popular condiment. That's that, that that's the Yeah, here we go. Name. Another one. Used to take bear claws two at a time, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come hang out with us at Janice's. Any like I I, m- I mentioned this all the time when we're here. The coolest thing about Janice's by far is not only Janice, but also you can get the full menu all day long. Love it. Man. If you want a burger at 7 a.m., get one. Get one. Why not? You want an omelet at 7 p.m., get one. Do whatever you want. You want an egg on your burger? Get egg one. Egg on your burger, get one. Yeah. Coming on down to Janice's today. Also, it's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Our good friend Rodney Skinner at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Care. You can trust right here in the Elk City area. Free delivery. They've got the... Uh, convenience packaging we talk about that every tuesday instead of having the big pill um pill caddy we, we learned that the other day pill, pill caddy pill caddy instead of having the pill caddy that you have to fill up and you have to get the right dosages on the right days and all that kind of stuff no 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 convenience packaging at paul jones drug they do it for you you just open it up take your daily meds and voila there you go at paul jones drug billy's talking food yeah. Hey, happy belated birthday to him, by the way. I think it's it was a, Billy's birthday. Um, was it on Friday or Uh-oh. Saturday? I can't remember. I've seen it on Facebook. Did it say how old Billy was? No. Darn it. <laughs> it did not. Surely Billy's older than us, isn't he? I, I don't know. I think he might be around your age. Really? God, he looks older. You're a couple years <laughs> older than me. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, we love Billy. And yeah, you know now, what? listen, buddy. What, I, I saw your a teen picture that Drew yeah. had. So, did you see that thing? <laughs> yes. Have I ever told you the story? It was Friday. I, I, you know what? The perfect birthday present for Billy was the Red Tornado smashing chicken shit. I, yep, I bet you he it loved was, that. It was Happy Birthday, Billy. I bet you. Here's he you loved a forty that. to seven beatdown on your birthday. Poor chicken They they took. I think Clinton took out some uh, frustrations on them from. Um, Elk City and Weatherford. Then they had to wait a full bye week to get back on the field. <laughs> I'm more than a man, I'll say that. So he's above. We know we we know the cutoff there. Oh, here you go. Uh, I just keep my medicine in my in my golf bag. Actually, since I got married, I'm not allowed to play golf anymore. <laughs> uh, I feel like that sometimes, but oh, I do get dear. to play just every now and then. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so thank you to Rodney Paul Jones Drug Care. You can trust. Right here in Elk City. All right, college football. First off, we've got to look at the Western Oklahoma really look at us. Where I mean, we're just flying through. It's like it's almost like a football game in a timeout <laughs> with reading off all the stuff we're supposed to read. <laughs> Let's look at the Western Oklahoma Realty College pick and standings. You know who's ahead? I know who's did, ahead. Did you take the lead? I am not ahead. Oh, <clears throat> who is it? TJ. Oh, our, our resi- man TJ, our resident OSU. Our, oh, we're going to call him Homer. Are we going to call him an OSU Homer? Um, I feel like it's warranted. Fanboy. Yeah, that's what you've got him on. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that one out loud, but that's how you got our, him. Our resident Wildcat from Arnett. That's Arnett, right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so he's leading it. He is all by himself. First place at a pretty good clip. Uh here we are. 
He is 45 and 34. Picking games against the spread in the college pick'em, the Western Oklahoma really college pick'em. And now, of course, there we go. The internet froze up on me for just a second. So TJ's first. <laughs> then we have a giant log jam in second place. Dakota, uh, Coach Coach Dustin, myself, that name we can't say on the air. <laughs> I never said not to to uh Oh, no, you can have whatever name you want to. You can have whatever name you want. We're just not going to read it on there. We're not going to. Andy, defending champion Andy Peffer, is a a game back at 8th. Then you see uh, Justin Jefferson at 10th. My favorite name, Joe Buck yourself. (laughs) At 11th. I think we got kids in the house. Speaking of Western Oklahoma Realty, hottie toddy, Tyler Harrison, 40 and 39. Hey, Coach Ham has made an appearance back up on the leaderboard after a few struggling weeks. Reese Cunningham, Jared Broadbent. Thank you guys all for playing along with us. Still a bunch of time left for these uh, standings to flip on their head. I know I had kind of a disappointing finish to to Saturday, taking a couple of Pac-12 underdogs that did not get there. So uh, that uh, ended up – I had a pretty good week going. Two more wins instead of, instead of six and four, end up four and six. That's just the way it goes sometimes when you're trying to uh, maybe pick against the public, as it were. But, man, what a high times Kai. Nine nine and one last week to vault. That's all it takes, man. One eight and two or nine and one, mm-hmm. and you just shoot up the leaderboard. So thank you to Tyler Harrison, Robbie Allen, the gang at Western Hope, Oklahoma Realty. People for property is their motto. Six, uh, give them a call, 225-6271. All right, what impressed you this week in college football, Jared? Outside of the obvious, um, you know, teams like Ohio State, doing what they did and we've talked about osu and, and to be honest i thought osu would win that game anyways so i don't know if we can call that being impressed but um how about a couple teams that have were written off after week one and now have quietly started to win some more and that's lsu and oregon um lsu beating a, an undefeated ole miss and and pulling away from them and looking good doing it and then, of course, Oregon beating an undefeated UCLA and, um, um, again, looking good doing it. And, and they're just, you know, when Bo Nix is good, they're good. And, nobody, you know, everyone wrote those two teams off after the, the first week of the year. And another team that people are writing off, I know they're not going to go win a national title. It's Cincinnati. They lost Arkansas. Now they've, they haven't lost since. So, but I'll I'll say uh, LSU and Oregon, uh, those two teams impressed me the most, and I'm and that's just not from last week. It's from everything they've done since the beginning of the year till now. Yeah, LSU. The, everybody remembers that crazy. It was a horrible game, and then a crazy finish against Florida State. That on the Sunday of of Labor Day weekend, they were just smashed by Tennessee. But all of a sudden, that doesn't look as bad after Tennessee beats Bama, um, and of course the the, the Volunteers going to have chances to at, at some other big wins as we move along here in the next couple of weeks. And then man, Oregon is the team. It's like, what do you make of them? We, we see them week one, 49-3. to three. They just get destroyed in game one against Georgia. And now, you know, they they beat down BYU pretty good. They did the same, excuse me, the same thing to UCLA on Saturday. But you know, it's almost like his Bo Nix <clears> – <throat> Does he? Is it just an SEC thing defensively that that kind of have his number? Is, is that what it was? George's familiarity with him at Auburn because those teams, those two teams, play every single year because of that long-standing rivalry. 
it's uh, do do we make too much of what happened, or is it or is it the other thing? Like that just shows you how good Georgia is to be able to dismantle that Oregon team. You know, and it was Dan Lanning's first game. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors going a lot against of uh, going against Oregon that day. Yeah. I think down in Atlanta, but man, they look good, and, and they have looked good since that since that opening weekend. And I know starting now and moving in for sure next week and the week after as we get closer to that first college football playoff poll, you know, the, the pecking order of where the playoff is will start to be a huge conversation. You know, obviously right now there's four, there could be four undefeated Power Five conference champs with TCU, with Clemson, one of Michigan, Ohio State, one of Tennessee and Georgia. So that would be pretty simple, I think, for the committee yeah. in that space. But after that, it, and that never happens, right? We always think it's going to happen. Oh, there's four or five undefeateds. You know, start arguing about those, and there ends up being one by the time it's all said and done. So I think that you know, I've already been thinking about that for for tomorrow or Thursday. What what is my pecking order? Depending on you know, like right now, how would I have it like almost seeded to make it to the playoff? Um, and, and Oregon's starting to work their way back up into that conversation for sure. I want to stay right here, though. Mike Gundy. Yeah, you know, he, it's it's so funny to me the difference in the perception of him today versus summer of 2020. Yeah. Know, summer of 2020, he wear, wasn't it 2020? Yeah. He wears the shirt. He gets lambasted all across the country for wearing that shirt because of and, and listen, it was just it was a, it was a news network shirt. It's not like it was something derogatory toward no. anybody. It was simply the news network. Okay, and now all of a sudden that that almost cued guys like Chuba Hubbard. And it really kind of only Chuba Hubbard at the end of the day. There wasn't a whole bunch of other guys. There was different rumors or whatever but that stuff got squashed pretty quick and you know why i got squashed pretty quick we started winning well because it wasn't happening he he wasn't you know being a racist like he was being portrayed right and he he narrowly avoids losing his job he actually takes a pay cut probably not to lose his job but then something else happened he did start winning again to the level that but you know what else happened he's now got the people in place that he gets along with from a leadership standpoint. Gone is Mike Holder. In is Chad Weiberg. Gone is Burns Hargis. In is, uh, what's her name? The, 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 Shrum. Shrum, yeah. The, I was going to say Hoy, but that's the coach, the basketball coach. Shrum. And now it, it feels like with those three as kind of the, the head of the university, at least on the football side of things or on the athletic side of things, Everything now is is working more in perfect symmetry up there than even it did back when when Boone was still there. You know, it, it just it, it's almost like everybody's personalities mesh so much so much better now than they did before, and so now it feels like Mike Gundy's back more engaged, like he was early on, kind of rejuvenated a yeah. little bit, and it's yeah. almost his his image has almost been resurrected. That's probably the wrong word to use, but it does feel like that to where now he's back to being you know the quirky cool guy. With some of the things that he does, instead of, you know, that being a total negative against him, and and started trying to be used as as fire and fuel on the fire of firing him. 
Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned the um, athletic director and the president. It because that is, I think, taken for granted a lot throughout college football and in all of college sports. When you get that three-headed monster that all gets along, look at OU when Stoops was mm-hmm. there, Castiglione, and um, um, Boren. Now I can't remember president's name, Boren, and that worked forever for a long time. And and now there's been some change, obviously, outside of Castiglione. Um, you know, so and even I even go over to Tennessee. You know, they went Tennessee went and hired. UCF's athletic director who brought Hypel because I think he knew was like, I get along with this guy. We get along. We work. So he brought them along and, and look what's happening in Tennessee. And I think it's a big thing over in Stillwater with, uh, with Mike Gundy and, and, you know, everything's working. He's, he's happy. The winning apps absolutely helps. And there's probably less, I don't know, meddling. I mean, maybe the president and the athletic director is like, hey, you've been here long enough. You are tenured. You have been here longer than well, yeah. us. And yeah, right. uh, you you are the most successful football coach in school history. We're not going to bother you, Mike. We're not going to bother you. We're not going to We're not going to meddle. We're not going to call you in for unproductive meetings in the middle of the week. We're going to let you do your job. Yeah, and, and I am sure that that time was time for that, that time there – Starting with the with the photo of the shirt and then ending with him taking a pay cut to keep his job, I'm sure that also was a time for him to to reflect on himself as well yeah. and improve some of the things that maybe he wasn't doing right and doing to the full capability at the time. So you know, it's not just you know a, diff, a change in the in that leadership. It's also there's definitely been some change in Gundy as well. But at the same time, you're winning helps, and man, he's back to to looking like the guy right i mean he just he really just looking at their season and what's ahead if oklahoma state can win on the road on saturday against kansas state you know the first thing i'm going to think of i would love to have seen you go for two against tcu and the, the, then what happens right you get mm-hmm. that now you're undefeated now you're in the top five or six in the country and you are you are absolutely in this conversation to be in the college football playoff just waiting you, you might be number six but you're just waiting for Tennessee and Georgia to play. You're waiting for Ohio State and Michigan to play. You keep winning, you're going to bump up into those spots. And and now, you know, you just you'd love to see that 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 try back then and in that TCU game to, to either win or sure. lose it on your own accord instead of having uh, to to try to go out and play. Well, I might game. have this outside hope that they're still contenders uh, for the playoff. That's why I asked Jim that I question. I think they yesterday. are. I think they are. I think that if things still have to happen, you know, one loss teams, you have to have things go your way. But they can control what they can control, and that's win. And then they got to hope that other teams, like say OU, continues to win because going to Norman and beating them definitely is is a, a bolsters their resume. So TCU as well, man. If TCU, T- yeah. if TCU T- is an yeah. undefeated in that Big Twelve title game, and you you avenge the only loss you had, which was double overtime on the road to that team, mm-hmm. man, that that's a huge feather in your cap. Yeah. And and it's already started, right? UCLA lost to Oregon. So that's that undefeated gone. We in in as much as Oregon's been impressive since that beatdown in Georgia. Guess what? They still got beat down by Georgia. And and when you look at the pecking order of these teams, if Georgia is the undefeated SEC champ, they're going to be the one seed going into the playoff. Guess who would probably be the chance to be the four? Oregon. Mm-hmm. We've already seen it. It was a forty-six point difference. Yeah, get them out. You know that that also plays into Oklahoma State's favor. But you're right. Teams like Oklahoma up on the schedule, Kansas State, 
this week as a top 25 team still. And then TCU, man, if they can be undefeated TCU and they can avenge that loss, they're going to be right back where they were last year in that on that weekend with a win in the Big 12 title game, putting you in a great spot. So I'm, I'm different than Jim was because I think Jim's thinking of, of the Big 12 as it were. Yeah. He's not thinking of the Big 12 as it is this year, which is way deeper, way more quality teams, and way more resume boosting than it ever has been. I, I don't. I think this is the one year where that that logo on your helmet doesn't have to be a Longhorn or that interlocking OU to get in as a one loss because the conference is, as a whole has been so good. And I hate to second guess Jim, but I yeah, also yeah. I, mean, I it, also and think, he could be right too. I also think what he's thinking is if it comes down to say the committee has to choose between OSU and say a Clemson. Or a one-loss Michigan, or they're right. going to go with those name brands, and that's who it, that, that's who it very well could be. Uh, when you look at you know, Clemson one-loss versus OSU one-loss as conference champs, I think that's easy. Should it's Oklahoma State OSU, resume yes. wise, yeah. but then you're right. I think Jim's also going okay. What if one-loss Bama beats undefeated Georgia or Tennessee, whichever one? That team is going to have a. I mean, it's a, a great it's resume. It's a sad reality that if this if OU is having this kind of a season this year and they have the one loss and you know when I asked that question to Jim he'd probably say oh they still have a chance because we've mm-hmm. seen it that's right we've seen them get in with one loss yeah I just think I, I do think though the Big Twelve is good enough this year to kind of push that across the line yeah obviously it, remaining but, it, but a lot of things have to happen though you know uh, I think TCU being undefeated would be huge for Oklahoma State. And, of course, they're going to have to win all these games. Yeah. Remaining schedule, of course, Kansas State followed at Kansas. I mean, I mean, you never know with Kansas, right? Now, the, the problem with Kansas is that they got everybody's attention early. Yeah, and they <laughs> – Kansas is a little bit like Chickasha in my mind. They played the – Yeah. They played part of the league first, and now they're going through the rest of the league next. Yeah. Um, hosting Iowa State, of course, at Norman, and uh, hosting West Virginia. West Virginia – that's a tricky team. I can't put my finger on them, but they can navigate that. And then you got to hope these other teams win. Problem is, OU and Iowa State play this weekend, so someone's losing there. OU's yet to play West Virginia. Someone's losing there. Not sure what West Virginia's schedule looks like or the rest of Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, Kansas, I think those two are kind of, by the way, it, it behooves the Cowboys for Oklahoma to win the rest of their games until they play them. Actually, Honestly, yeah. it really does because – out of the out of the rest of those teams, I think Oklahoma is the one that could because of name brand and because that narrative will start to go. Oh well, look here, they didn't have their quarterback for three quarters of the game against TCU. They didn't have him at all against Texas. You know that that that'll help them creep back up into maybe the bottom of the top twenty-five at six and three by the time that game happens in Norman here in a in a couple of weeks. What's your top ten? I'll go ten to one. We'll go Utah at ten. I think they're the best two-loss team, obviously. I hated to put USC above them because they beat them, but USC only has one loss, and and the way UCLA uh, looked, I think they USC could probably win out. Um, OSU at eight. Clemson's still undefeated, so i got to put them um, right here at seven. Bama at six, because if I'm putting Bama versus Clemson, it feels like it's Bama all day, right? Mm-hmm. Like in, in a blowout. TCU's undefeated, and, and they're kind of rolling offensively, so I'll put them at five. Uh, Michigan, four. Tennessee, three. Georgia, two. And Ohio State, one. I mean, I don't see any flaws in Ohio State. Yeah, they look pretty good right now. 
Uh, I've got Penn State and USC as the two teams just outside. Penn State could yeah, I'd put, fly up if they can knock off Ohio State this week. Yeah. I've got Wake Forest at 10. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with them either. Their only loss is double overtime to Clemson, who's undefeated. I mean, that's a pretty good – as far as losses go, that's a pretty good one. Uh, I've got Oregon 9th, Oklahoma State 8th, Clemson 7, TCU 6, Bama 5, Michigan 4, Georgia 3, Ohio State 2, and I've still got Tennessee 1. I think they have, they have the best wins. Um, man, 30-7 to 7 down in Baton Rouge looks a heck of a lot better this week than it did last week after what LSU did to Ole Miss. Uh, so I've got the, the Volunteers still number one. Games this week, uh, Tennessee-Kentucky, uh, Tennessee hosting Kentucky. That's like the the skinny and eighth of bowl, right? I can't. I know. Big blue. <laughs> Will Levis. Can he pull the upset? And then, uh, let's see, Ohio State at Penn State. It'll be the first real true test for the Buckeyes since hosting Notre Dame to start the year, which turned out not to be that much of a test. Watch out for West Virginia. You mentioned them. They play way better at home than they do on the road, and they've got mm-hmm. TCU coming there this week. Good thing down. for the Horn Frogs, though, it's a morning game. So it's not going to be the crazy hillbillies up there at night full of moonshine yeah, and ready to go crazy. They'll have that night game ready for OU. And then, of course, Oklahoma <laughs> and Iowa State Yeah, at 11 o'clock up at Jack Tri um, Stadium. A couple others I got on my radar. Notre Dame at Syracuse. Does Syracuse have a letdown after almost beating Clemson and not be able to get it done, and here comes Notre Dame. You got the uh, – do they call it a cocktail party anymore? Yeah, Is that PC? I, I skipped that Did you one, yeah. mean, Florida and Georgia. No, you um, can't call it a cocktail party. Oh, anymore. I'm sorry. Cancel me. Um, Ole Miss at A&M. Ole Miss wants to bounce back. A&M, they're in shambles. And um, there's a rivalry game. You know, rivalry games, you never know, right? Michigan State at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Never know. You never know. So some games keep my eye on, or I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, A&M. Yikes. Good night. I mean, they're, did they're, you watch any of that game against South Carolina? I did not. South Carolina was scared to death to let Spencer Rattler throw the ball, and A&M, <coughs> A&M still didn't have anything for him. You know, I kind of feel bad for A&M because, yes, they had that amazing recruiting class. They have another amazing recruiting class happening right now. In a couple of years, they could be really good. So them screaming from uh, the mountaintop to, f- to fire Jimbo, I think, is a little hyperbole. I think it's a little – well, it cost them ninety million to do yeah, you it. You can't do it, but or I guess they could if somebody won the pony up the dough. But um, I he needs time to get those. I mean, how much time does he need? Well, he has what that recruiting class like true freshman, bunch of true freshmen. Yeah, but right? I mean, he's been there. And then next year, now here's the deal. There, as an OU fan, I hope they keep losing and Hicks changes his mind. Well, <laughs> that's is, the question. There is talk about flips, so that's the question: is how many of those guys? that everyone believes got paid a year ago in that all-time great recruiting class. How many of those guys will take the money and run and run somewhere else? And then where do those – where I mean, that defensive line class was stupid good. Yeah. How many of those are now up for grabs if this continues at Texas A&M? I mean, when you look at his record, everybody dogged Kevin Sumlin after Johnny Menzel, you know, kind of he was the guy there. And right. he's got a better record than Jimbo, or very similar yep. to Jimbo. And like I said, text got we just got. There's also talk that uh, that NIL stuff that was promised, not, maybe not coming through. Not coming through the way that it was promised so yeah, far. Yeah, I've heard that rumor at USC. Um, as first I've heard about A and M. So that's where I think um, we're going to start seeing more or less 
some form of contracts yeah. in this NIL stuff, not just handshake deals and promises that aren't fulfilled. You're going to start seeing these guys get lawyers and go, well, I want something on paper. I want a sign that guarantees me this money that I'm going to get if and I come the, and play for you. And on the other side, you're going to start seeing the guys ponying up the money, wanting a contract signed. That way they're not paying some kid $1.3 million, Quinn Ewers, at Ohio State just for him to leave the next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it works both ways. And well, it, I think it makes you're going to see incentives, ways. too. Like, okay, you're only getting this NIL deal if you promise to play through a bowl game, no matter how what, no matter what the season does. Or, you know, you get a bonus if you throw <clears throat> for 20 touchdowns this season. Could very well, very well be. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up for a Tuesday here at Janice's Cafe. Man, it's been a great crowd all morning long. Just people coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out. Seen a couple of our listeners here already this morning. Yep. Uh, it's good to get out. Good to get out and get seen. Skinny on Sports coming back from Genesis Cafe next Monday. Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive-through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust are you crying are you crying skinny on sports there's no crying in baseball welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal wrapping it up today on a ball on a uh, paul jones drug tuesday down here at janice's cafe man i am uh i'm ready to get the show over with so i can finish up this omelet i'm i know we've gone over digging into the yeah, hash browns. We're going overtime. I'm surprised you haven't. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Let's, choi- let's let's wrap up early today. Bad choice by me. The <laughs> questions keep on coming though. Uh, November first, Dakota's wondering when the NFL trade deadline is. Yeah, a week away. One yeah. week from today, November first. But we see a lot of movement. Is the NFL's trade deadline? Already seen a lot of movement. Saw All the right. Jets going to get a running back. It's a shame about Brees Hall. Man, it is a shame. You know why it's a shame? Not only for him, but it's a shame for me too. About oh, Reese Hall. Did you draft him? I did draft did him. Did you? Yep, sure did. And Well, I'm sorry about your luck, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, what a great draft pick that has gone by the wayside. Now I'm trying to – this happened last year too. I had a pretty good fantasy team. Yeah. Then the injury started, and I started to kind of throw Hail Marys at it. You know, Derrick Henry goes out. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Guy hadn't been hurt his whole career. Then I made a dumb trade with Possum for Christian McCaffrey, and he's laughed about it for a whole year now <laughs> that I took the injury-riddled McCaffrey off his hands. Yeah, I'm Brees Hall getting hurt. Oh, darn. <clears throat> okay. I promised an update. Yeah, we need we need that. I'm trying to remember what the felony charges were. For these, for the walleye bandits. The walleye cheaters. The walleye cheaters. The walleye fishing cheaters. They were indicted. Okay. On, uh, a couple weeks ago, on with three felony charges, three fifth-degree felony charges, including cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools. Now, indicted? Indicted by a grand jury okay. in Ohio for those three things, cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools. 
They also faced <clears throat> misdemeanor charges of unlawful ownership of wild animals uh, for the fillets that they stuffed into the guts of their uh, walleye. Yeah. So, you know, when you first hear that, I'm thinking three felonies. These guys are in gigantic trouble. Felonies? I think one felony you're in gigantic what, trouble. But, what do you yeah, think? you get three of them, sure. What, just without knowing, without having any idea, what do you think they could face? Like, what if they're convicted on all three felonies, what do you think the sentence, this is what, this is the update, because I've found the sentencing requirements now. What do you think that could what be? What the maximum could the be? The maximum okay. could be. Uh, if Assuming they, this goes to jury? Yes. Jury so they, convicts they, them of all they three. pled not guilty in this whole deal. Correct. Um, they go to jury and they're found guilty. Yes. I would have to say the maximum five years prison plus fines. It's fairly close. Okay, what do you got? Anglers could face up to 12 months in prison, $2,500 fine for each felony. For each felony, okay. Yeah, so that would mean three years in prison, $7,500 in fines. If they're convicted on all three. I would have, I, when, when this story broke and you see grand theft, as one of the fel- I, to me that I guess that my, my mind just races to a more punitive penalty than just a year and twenty five hundred dollar mm-hmm. fine, but that's what it could be up to three years and seventy five hundred dollars in fines. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I mean I've done enough crime stories and in, in news to and in, in see convictions and know how judges think. I'm gonna try to uh, predict a future for these guys. Okay. Um. It's a nonviolent crime. I don't ask I don't, the walleye. Yeah, <laughs> um, they uh, probably going to plead guilty um, under the pretext of knowing they're going to get some kind of a plea deal. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say a, a hefty amount of time of probation plus the fines, and they're going to be barred from doing uh, from basically fishing. Well, that's uh, another thing: indefinite suspension of their fishing licenses. Yeah. Which that makes sense. Probably is it just in the state of Ohio or everywhere? That's a great question. I mean, yes, what they did was, was stupid and, and dumb, and but in the grand scheme of things, they they didn't point a gun at some gun at somebody and rob them. No. Of, of, but but they but in that world, you don't do that. And some would see that's that's just as bad in some cases. Yeah, but well, it was a nonviolent crime. In a in a sport and um, you know defrauding someone of a lot of money, so yeah. uh, I see a lot of probation time and in a fine, but um, but I think the biggest penalty for them is um, kind of like the scarlet letter. You know, yeah. I mean, they got to walk around in the fishing world and go, "Those are those cheaters. Those are those guys." And that's what they're always going to be known as. And it even got out into the real world. Yeah, because of the <laughs> the nature of the video when they got caught, you know, it kind of made it more of a mainstream right. story yeah. than it would have ever been uh, outside of that. Yeah. So we've got weights. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be something we we remember forever. We've got weights. All right, <clears throat> that'll wrap it up from Janice's Cafe. Man, we thank so much. Yes, uh, for, to Janice's for having us out uh, this month of October. Listen, come by here. Full menu is served all day long. I'm going to finish up this delicious ham and cheese omelet. Start diving into the to the hash browns, some toast, 
Uh, the coffee is hot and uh, really good. So uh, Janice's Cafe stopped by. Taco Salad has been the special on Tuesdays. I don't see it on the whiteboard up there, but that's what it's been. Full menu all day long. You can get a burger at 7 a.m. You can get an omelet at 7 p.m. doesn't matter. Open Monday through Sunday, 6 to 9, 6 a to 9 p. at Janice's Cafe. Also, thank you to Rodney Skinner. Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Uh, Paul Jones Drug down there. 809 North Main Street in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. Not only do they have all the medical stuff, slip by there. They've got really cool gifts and greeting cards uh, alike. So thank you to everybody. Have a great Tuesday. Jared, have a great trip. And I guess we'll see you back on Monday. Yeah, I'll be back here on Monday. All right. That's it. Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.